welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, sponsored by SportsCardForum.com, the ultimate in sports card trading and discussion, and sponsored by TheTroveSportsDen.com. Come and hang out and chat with baseball pros. And sponsored by Diamond Service Grading, fast, accurate, transparent card grading for today's collectors. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. <coughs> Okay, that's it. All right. Which is, I, my record's 22 in a row, so that was, that was nothing. Jeez. Well, my wife and I have a thing, so she sneezes once, I'm going Gesundheit. She sneezes twice, I go Gesundheit. Third one, I'm like, all right, shut up. That's enough. Yeah, no, I, I usually do like 12 to 15, but so that was, that was a, just a quick one. But all right, let's get this going. I'm thinking, um, I don't know, maybe half hour, 45 minutes. I think Aaron's interview was about... Uh, I don't know, 45 minutes. I'm really, my goal for next year is to tighten this thing up so that mm-hmm. it's an hour. I think we're, I, I think we keep, I, I don't mind going long, but I think we we're going too long, if you know what I mean. Right, right. I think if we can tighten this up to maybe like a half hour of us bullshitting in a half hour interview and really tighten this thing up. And if we, you know, we'll, we'll take out that we can take out the, um, the picks and some other stuff and, I think we can tighten it up, but all right. Well, but we won't, we won't, we won't worry about that now. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yep. I'm good. Okay. Hello everybody. And welcome to TTM caster sports collectibles podcast. Where we talk TTM cards. My wife is back in the background. She loves TTM and she loves our podcast. <laughs> we are talking cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. It is season three, episode 44. It is Sunday, November 7th, and what a busy weekend we have we have going on. I just came uh, back from the Shriners Auditorium card show here in Wilmington, Mass, and I'm going out to the uh, Rhode Island Comic Con in Providence t- tomorrow, so a very busy collecting weekend. My name is Jeff Baker, and I welcome you to the program. And I am joined by my co-host, uh, Mr. TTM himself, Mr. Drew Pelto. Welcome to the program, Drew. Hey, good to be back on once again here. Drew, it must be nice to be part of a nationally ranked sports podcast. It is. It's a lot of fun <laughs> to working on this too. I mean, it's it's cool to be like a like famous sort of part-time a little bit there so yeah well just to, just to show how how famous we're getting drew uh at the the shriners auditorium in Wilmington today i had my ttm cast hat on my ttm cast t-shirt on and i had uh i don't know five to seven guys c- come up to me and say hey you're ttm you're the ttm cast guy hey, oh that's great ttm cast so we, we we do have i was amongst our people drew yeah <laughs> which was which was kind of cool drew why don't you let people know where they can find you on on, on youtube and online of course yeah i mean you just go to a dfwgraffer.com there's links to everything that i'm on on there so uh twitter instagram uh, my youtube channel which is called drew's autographs you can find that youtube.com slash drew pelto or like i said just go through D, uh, dfwgraffer.com everything's linked on there Cool. Well, Drew, as I said, I, I uh, give my I'll give my review of, of the Shriners Auditorium, the the Greater Boston Sports Collectibles uh, Convention, uh, put on by Mike uh, from SureShot. He, he is the promoter, and um, I was there for the first day. Just Saturday, tomorrow is kind of Celtics Day, which will be Sunday. All the 1981 Celtics will be there signing, but I I didn't get any autographs. I was I was just kind of um, 
looking at watching everyone and uh, I know I saw Mariano, Mariano Rivera signing. I mm -hmm. saw uh, Orlando Cepeda signing. Uh, Marcel Dion was there signing. Um, ben Coates and Willie McGinnis from the Patriots were signing. Um, uh, Lenny DiNardo from the, the Red Sox I saw was signing. So they had a bunch of guys uh, signing today. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably the best show in the Boston area. Uh, they, they put it on once a year right around this time. And then tomorrow they've got all the uh, Boston Celtics from 1981. The 1981 Celtics are there. So I did not get any autographs this time. I, I was kind of saving my money to buy cards as, as opposed to getting autographs. And, um, you know, it was it was a fun show. It was uh, it was packed. Uh, it, I got there. Uh, the show opened at nine. I got there about quarter of nine. And the, the line uh, was out the building and around around the corner for people waiting to come in um i was in my scooter scooting around so i didn't have to walk but it was it was hard to get to some of these tables because because it was so crowded so um it's it's probably the best well-attended show in the boston area i did see uh, csg was there i just said said hello to the people at csg it wasn't any of the people that i knew but um the kind of their trade show guys were there so i I did say hello to them. Uh, people from Becca were there. They were they were uh, taking grading submissions, and uh, it was good. It was a, it was a good show. Uh, a lot of a lot of dealers from uh, the New York area and New Jersey area, obviously, and a lot of you know obviously some New England dealers. Uh, it was good to see some of some of the dealers that I had uh, I had bought from before, and you know it's kind of I've been to the show I don't know for twenty five years now, pretty much every year that the show has been going on. So it was. Good, a lot, lot of uh, vintage stuff there, a lot of graded stuff, um, and a lot of new stuff. There was a ton of, uh, of the new stuff. So there is, there's a lot of cards out there. People are buying. There were uh, surprisingly a lot of young kids, which is good. I, li I like to see that. I actually picked up um, three unopened boxes. I picked up a box of nine, uh, 92 cello, top cello box. Oh, nice. I picked up a um, 92 upper deck. Uh, baseball box, uh, the one that has the Ted Williams chase cards in it. I picked up that, and then I picked up um, a 93 flare baseball box. Oh, nice. So uh, all on open, and the, the flare and the uh, upper deck were actually wrapped. So it's kind of cool. So I'm going to, okay, I don't think I'm going to open any of those. I might open the cello uh, tops box. I don't know, but I picked up those. And then I picked up a bunch of, I picked up some vintage cards to send out for uh, TTM. Nice. And I picked up a whole, um, I don't know, large packet of, because um, I when I went through all these. This the guy, this guy had this whole row of Celtics cards, and he goes, "You want you want them for twenty bucks?" And I was looking at him. I I own probably half of them or two thirds of them. So I said, "No, nah, I don't want them." So I, I went through and I picked up the ones I want. I probably got forty cards for five dollars. Oh, nice. So, and there's all sorts of parishes and McHale's and all sorts of um, kind of, you know, upper deck and flair and some of the, the off, off brands that, that came out in the 90s that, uh, that I didn't have. I have most of the tops cards now, but I did, I picked up all kind of a lot of the off brands that I, I didn't have. And uh, I got two of the uh, 1959 flair Ted Williams cards. Or I'm sure you're familiar with that, the Ted Williams set. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have I didn't have any of those, and I, I picked up those for five dollars a piece, which That's I was sick. like that 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 was a good deal. So I, I had a great time at the show, and then uh, Sunday last last week I went to the Patriots alumni event. Patriots alumni puts on a cool event, and they had um, twenty two former players there, 
Um, you know, no, no uh, Patriots Hall of Famers or anything like that, but, you know, Matt Light and Roland James and um, Rodney LaPette and um, Randy Vitaha, those type of guys, you know, pretty, pretty good players. And some, some, some other guys from, from the, uh, mostly the guys from the eighties and nineties. And uh, I, I got, I had my helmet uh, signed and I picked up, um, they had a, you could buy all the, the guys that were there. They had um, pictures that you could buy. The alumni sold. So I bought a packet of pictures for 20 bucks and I had all the guys sign a, 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 a nice color picture of it. So it was a nice event. It was, I think it was $60 a ticket. So for me and my wife, and we, we went in there, we uh, met some nice people. We actually sat at a table with, with a bunch of people who volunteer with the Patriots alumni. So we met a bunch of nice people. Um, I bumped into some, some friends and I made some friends. I, I think I uh, nailed down a, a couple of potential guests for our podcast. So that, that's pretty cool. And uh, it, all in all, you know, I, and I haven't gone out much since, uh, since the end of July, since I had my accident surgery on my foot. So it was nice to get out. I appreciate my, my wife dra- dragging me along to, to these things. And my son took game with me and, and uh, kind of, Help me out today, so we're, I'm going to go take him to the the, uh, com- the Comic Con Province Comic Con tomorrow, and hopefully I'm going to get uh, Jerry Mathers and Tony Dow's autographs. Cool. So very very busy, and uh, you know that that kind of wraps up my, my week in terms of collecting. Is I feel like I'm I'm Drew Pelto getting out there in, in all these <laughs> places. How was your week? It was pretty good. I actually went to go and see a concert uh, last weekend with uh, the band Here Come the Mummies. They put on a Really great show. If you've never heard their music, they are a funk band from Nashville, but they dress up as mummies all the time. It's not even just like just a Halloween thing. They do this all the time because uh, nobody really knows who they are. And this, the theory is that they're like either a bunch of semi-famous studio musicians or a bunch of other recorded musicians who uh, kind of have to be in disguise to be able to get around like record label stuff. But all of their songs are, I mean, number one, they're really good. Number two, all the songs are absolutely hilarious. Uh, double entendres all over the place in them. So uh, absolutely great. I mean, it was an incredible show. Um, definitely would go and see them again. I mean, you can't beat 15 bucks and getting a show like that. So really happy to go and see that. Um, I also was able to buy the complete set of the uh, Tops Heritage Miners this past week. And that just oh, came nice. in today. So yeah, I grabbed, uh, it was just the regular base set. It doesn't have any of the uh, short prints or anything like that, but still cards one through 200. And I think I paid like $40 including shipping on it. So not a bad price at all. I'm uh, going to be mailing out a few of those. I found a few home addresses on a couple guys. So I'm going to try those out and hope for the best and see if I can at least knock out a few of those here in the off season. And then next summer, hopefully I'll be hitting a lot of games where I can get some of these guys too. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lighter week for me. I mean, not a, you'll see later on, not a whole lot in the mail for me at all, but uh, picked up some more stamps. So I'll be writing out a few more there and hopefully uh, we'll get back to getting a few more back here soon. Yep. The other day, actually, Drew, I purchased um, tickets to the uh, Granite State Baseball Writers or Baseball uh, Dinner. It's nice. up in Man- Manchester, New Hampshire. It's put on by, um, the, it's sponsored by the Manchester, um, what are they, the Fisher Cats, which, which are the Blue Jays double A team. And uh, they've got Pete Rose, Rico Petroselli, Louis Tion, Bernie Carbo, and Dick Drago are all going to be there. So um, they're going to be signing. So hopefully I'm going to get some, some autographs at that. That's the, uh, I think the 20th of November, right around, right around there. It's a Saturday. So we will be, I'll be heading out to that. And I, you know what? I have a, a couple Pete Roses, but uh, I actually purchased a Pete Rose shirt. Oh, nice. Jersey. 
So I'm going to see if I can get him to sign that. And I have a uh, old P Rose picture that I'm trying to uh, get signed. And then I also have, I need him for my 78 set. So we'll, we'll see about that. And I actually picked up some cards at the show today for, um, I picked up a bunch of 75 because I didn't have duplicates of Carbo, Petroselli, and Dick Drago and Louis Tion. I picked up the 75 cards um, for cheap money for like 50 cents each. And I'm going to have them sign those. Um, so I, I'm really excited a lot. Kind of getting out in the world again, which is which is is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Still not mobile. Still not mobile, but it's still I appreciate my wife and my son dragging me around. But so we got a lot of stuff. We got a great show coming up for you guys. Uh, I had the privilege of talking to Aaron Littleton. Aaron is a uh, a collector, a TTM collector, an autograph collector from the Dallas area. He's friends with Drew. Drew, Drew kind of hooked us up, and uh, he has some great stories. He tells some great stories about um, collecting uh, in person and TTMing. And, uh, you know, it's obviously Pat Aaron's a very passionate collector. And uh, it was it was nice. It's always nice to talk to somebody who's very passionate about uh, collecting. And Aaron just started a new Instagram account, um, which was after we had our interview, which is it's Aaron's Sports Cards Explosion. Aaron's Sports Card Explosion which is on his new Instagram account. We'll mention again at the end of the uh, closing the show, but um, if you want to follow Aaron, he's a, he's a pretty interesting guy and he's a fun guy and, and he's, he's really passionate. So we're looking forward to that interview. And then next week, next Sunday, our, our show will be next Sunday, November 14th. I had the uh, privilege of talking to Bill Atkinson. And Bill was a relief pitcher with the Montreal Expos from 1976 to 1979. He is a Canadian. So he uh, got as a free agent, got signed as a free agent as a young kid, as an 18-year-old. He made the majors when he was 21. Bill's only was only five foot seven, so he is like five seven, one sixty. It's about our he's our size, Drew. He's a little guy. Yeah, you don't see that much out of pitchers at all either. I mean, the only pitcher I can think of like that in my lifetime would be like uh, Tim Collins. It was with the Royals a few years ago. Yep. Other than that, you're seeing guys that are all you know six foot and above out there. Check, check out his statistics because he has a great win-loss percentage. He was he, he uh, pitched for four or five years in the major leagues, and, and then um, he got hurt, like you know a lot of guys, and and, and never made it back to the major leagues. But um, he was a, he. We talk about his career. We talk about him dealing with uh, autograph requests because he still does get requests. He was on. I got him for my 1978 set. He signed a card for me through the mail. He's a, a very cordial and appreciates his uh, his fans. He uh, lived kitty corner from uh, Fergie Jenkins growing up, so he's oh, wow. he, so he uh, is a big uh, Fergie Jenkins was a big mentor for him. And we talk about that. We talk about all the same as teammates, Gary Carter and um, Ellis uh, Valentine and. Andre Dawson and Steve Rogers and all the, the expos from that time. And he still shared some, some fun stories. So that's going to be next week, uh, November 14th. Again, this week we have Aaron Littleton, collect, TTM collector. Next week, uh, which would be November 14th, we have Bill Atkinson, who was a pitcher for the Montreal Expos. We have our all, all our regular segments this week. We have our Baker's Dozen. We have Making the Grade. We have our TTM cast stand for approval. We have our Vern Rat Minute. We review our returns. And Drew, how do people get a hold of us? How do they send us uh, feedback? That would be by email at ttmcast at yahoo.com. ttmcast at yahoo.com is our email, guys. 
uh, let us know how we're doing. If you have uh, interest in being a guest on the show, if you have suggestions, feedback, if you want to tell us that we're idiots and we don't know what we're doing with our NFL picks, uh, you know, we always love to hear from you. You can also send it to our text line, which is 978 978- 729 0662 978 729 0662. And again, it's ttmcast at yahoo.com. Our podcast is found everywhere podcasts are located. We're also on the internet. We have a uh, website, which is ttmcast.com. And we are also on uh, Podbean, which is a, our, kind of our main host of our podcast. And it's ttmcast.podbean.com. So we are everywhere, all over the internet. Uh, all over social media, and Drew is there. Drew, how do we find you on social media? Once again, just find me at dfwgrapher.com. Links all over there to uh, all of my stuff. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that kind of stuff right through there. Well, I think that closes our introductions. We had a, a long introduction this week, Drew. Next up is our, our, our first segment, which is Baker's Dozen. <laughs> Baker's Dozen is a new summary of what's been going on in the hobby, and it's been a, a pretty busy week as usual. Uh, a lot of news tidbits that we'd like to share with you. First, we want to congratulate the Atlanta Braves for winning the World Series, beating those nasty Houston Astros, those cheating Houston Astros. And it looks like they, they, they couldn't uh, read the the brave the at the braves uh signals like they did the red sox because they they seem to know every pitch that the red sox were throwing mm-hmm. the brave the braves kind of quieted those bats down which is nice i congratulate the braves my uh, my daughter goes to emory in atlanta so it's kind of a nice hometown win for her we're going to go down and visit her soon and uh hopefully i can pick up some brave paraphernalia some world championship brave paraphernalia um, and I know my wife ordered me a World Series program, which I love getting the, the World Series program. So congratulations, Braves. You Were you happy with the Braves win? Very much so. Yeah, I'm totally with you right there on uh, not exactly being the biggest Astros fan in the world. And also, I still hold a grudge against um, Michael Brantley from 2015 when I had him basically almost one-on-one outside the Rangers ballpark. There are a couple of us who ran down and... Uh, <laughs> He signs for one of the other people that's there who's standing next to me. She's standing there wearing this Ranger, all Ranger stuff. I'm standing there wearing all Indian stuff when he was with the Indians. Signs her a card. He looks over me, grabs my pencils. I got to go and drops it right on my card, on my book of cards and gets in the car that he had with a teammate there and sat there for 10 minutes, not even moving. It's like you could have easily signed like for me 55 times over if you, if, if I had had that much stuff and you would not have been late. It's like, come on, dude. But. So after they uh, after the Astros lost to the Nationals in 2019, I put out this big tweet of "That's what you get for not signing for me in 2015, Michael Brantley," and that got a <laughs> that got seconded here this year as well. So isn't very happy strange, with the Braves. Isn't it strange? Because you would think because his dad was in the in the majors and he would uh, he would understand that, and maybe we, you caught him at a bad moment. I don't know. I, I, He's not a good signer at all, and never has been. And I think his dad's kind of the same way. I don't really. It seems like anytime I see somebody work on an 87 top set, Mickey Brantley is one of the ones that they're always missing. So well, I don't know. That, it might just be kind of a thing that's running the family a bit. That's too bad. It's funny because um, when I was talking with Aaron, who we'll, we'll hear his interview later, uh, you know, we, I asked him, I said, is it weird um, meeting some of these players in, in person and, the, you know, somebody that you might have been a fan of and then all of a sudden they, they treat you uh, harshly or they, they, 
they snub you and then all of a sudden you, you're no, no longer a fan of those guys because i'm not a big in-person guy like you 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 guys are you know so it's, it's one thing that i always worry about sometimes it's like you know what the guy a guy that i idolized was bill lee uh growing up and and i met him and he was he was a little weird he was a little i don't know not I don't want to say cold, but we were at a charity event. You would thought he would have been real talkative and, you know, there to sign autographs and stuff. And he was just kind of like, you know, yeah, here, here, I'll sign it for you, guy. And then just to start, don't bother me. I'm, you know, I want to drink. I want to have my drink and, and, and talk to talk to my friend here. So I, I, I don't know. It was a little weird. And I know Billy's awesome through the mail. So yeah. it's just sometimes, uh, you know, when you meet these guys, and, and I'm sure you had you had nothing no, nothing ill to say about Michael Brantley before that, but all of a sudden oh, yeah. you're, you're not a fan of his. So yep, yep. So it is it is what it is. Well, I got a couple other uh, tidbits in, in, in regards to the hobby. One bit one thing that uh, I know uh, National Hobby Shop Day, which we did not have last year because of COVID, is scheduled for December 11th, and I know a lot of the card companies are issuing special commemorative uh, packs and cards for that so um you know visit your your national hobby shop and you should just visit your your, your hobby shop anyway your local, local hobby shop and support them because they are the lifeblood of uh, of the hobby you know uh, but it is december 11th so if you get to uh, get out to to the make a special trip out to your hobby shop on national hobby day which is december 11th I'm, is panini's doing something special for that i would assume i would think so um i'm not usually too heavily involved in the marketing side of stuff so i really don't know what they're doing for it, but yeah, I would think that they're probably going to be involved in some way with it. Yeah, maybe you know what? Maybe we'll reach out to Tracy uh, Hadler and see uh, see if there's something you know he wants to come on and, and kind of mention that uh, and promote what what's going on for that day because it is a, it is an important day. So, guys, December 11th is uh, National Hobby Shop Day. I know there's commemorative uh, cards that most of the manufacturers are issuing. Uh, usually, they're free that day. Uh, so, go you know check out your 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 local card shop. Uh, one startling figure, and Drew, this is unbelievable. eBay released figures for the first half of the year, and they had two billion—that's B with a billion, billion, two billion dollars in sales and cards over 2020. 175 percent increase over 2020, which was an unbelievable year for the hobby. So this year. 2 billion cards imagine 2 billion cards and, and ebay is taking what like 12 percent of that yeah so yeah. they are making hit money hand over fist off us guys and i'm one of them but uh you know if anyone says the hobby is is dying or, or is having troubles just look at the sales for for ebay are you an ebay or at all Drew? do you I am. I do quite a bit on there, a lot of buying off there. But I think one of the biggest things that's really helped them out is that new flat rate dollar tracked shipping they have for buying like one or two cards at a time. Because I mean, before there was a lot of stuff where I'd be like, and eh, no, I don't want to pay, you know, 350 for shipping on a 50 cent card or something like that. Or yeah. so, but now they've added in that dollar shipping that's tracked. It's like, all right, that I can deal with. I can deal with an extra buck added on there and have it tracked. I mean, that's, that's a no brainer to me. So yeah, I keep on looking. I keep a lookout on there all the time. I'm always picking up. Um, what did I get? I've actually just recently I picked up a, a Fred Lynn '87 Donruss Diamond King. Nice. Yeah, I got it for like five bucks plus a buck shipping, and it's like, yeah, I'll take that any day. I mean, that's a guy who, if you're lucky, if you write a really good letter, he'll sign your item. But for the most part, you're gonna need that uh, blue index card out of him. So, yeah, I'm always on the lookout for stuff like that for any kind of the projects I'm working on. I saw at the show today 
some guy had a, a slab Fredlin 75 rookie card signed, right? Mm-hmm. So I couldn't read the, he had it handwritten how much he wanted for on the card. So it said, it said $19, but and then it was kind of like smudgy and stuff. So I'm like, is that, are you looking, trying, are you looking for $19? He's like, no, that's $119. I'm like, $119 for a Fred Lynn card? It's that's a rookie insane. card, which goes for what, about eight or $9, right? His yeah, autographs were worth about five bucks, ten bucks. I mean, you, you know, you can get Fred Lynn's autograph at a show for twenty nine or thirty dollars. Right. It, so I'm a hundred nineteen dollars. Maybe if it was signed by everybody, because I mean, it's one of those quad rookies, isn't it? Yeah. So it was if just it was signed 10. by all four. Oh God, no! If I if it was signed by all four, I'd say okay, maybe I could understand that because project pieces like that kind of can be tough to complete. But just his. Oh God, no! That's that's insane. I know it's like some some of these guys that they don't understand. But anyway, so uh, two billion dollars worth of sales for for eBay, which is awesome, uh, one hundred seventy five percent increase. Uh, we we got a couple of um, new releases coming out, and it's all sorts of it's a strange time of year to see a lot of baseball being released. But I think uh, the baseball companies, Tops and Panini, are kind of getting caught up um, with some backlogs, right? And they're kind of filling they're kind of filling the void. Um, before Christmas, you know, there's there's a lot of potential Christmas here. Um, I saw a bunch of um, tops update at the show today, and so the, that that's definitely hit the stand. I saw I did see um, a couple of these hobby boxes as well. These uh, which are, are not get, supposed to get released until oh well, they got they got released yesterday, I guess. Uh, this is these came out on the fifth. The tops archive baseball, which is. Um, featuring the um, design of the 1957, 62, 73, 83, 2001, and 2010, 2011 sets, 300-card set. Um, I do like the Topps Archive. I've, I bought them in the past. Um, you can get, there's 24 packs on a box, a hobby box, eight cards per packs. There's two two autos per box. And they only go, they're only going for $110 to $120. So uh, not not a bad deal. Um, that was I think that was through if you bought them through Top. So they might be a little higher now. You know when you buy them through through Steel City or some of these other online retailers. But um, they're kind yeah, of interesting. Kinda nice. Good. It's interesting they're going with the '73 set in there, considering '73 is going to be the next uh, Heritage set. Yeah, I they've thought, kind of I tried to leave a couple too, years in there. They must be following suit of of how they're how they do stuff. I don't, I'm not quite sure why. So you typically kind of leave a gap in there a little bit. Because, I mean, uh, they use a 73 design in the 2013 archive set, the 72 design in the 2013 archive set. And then there's this whole big, long gap up until this year when it was the Heritage set. You haven't seen anywhere else in between there. So I'm kind of worried now. I don't want any more of these 72 designs. I've got enough on my plate <laughs> to work on. Well, may, you know, maybe they, had, they were working on the, um, the Heritage set, the new Heritage set. And then they just decided to, they had extra car, extra guys that they wanted to put in there, or extra designs that they liked. Uh, yeah. But it, it is a nice set. Um, you know, they, it's great for TTM as well. So uh, that is out. That is out now. Also, this set, this set that I really love. Um, I don't buy the boxes, but I do buy some uh, individual cards. A lot of Red Sox cards that, um, are kind of cool. It's the top, top triple threads and usually have cool memorabilia cards and autograph cards in this. Uh, there's there's uh, boxes of, of uh, cards called the, there's two mini boxes in a box with 14 cards total, and they run for, from 375 to 400 dollars for um, the two mini boxes. You get 
in one box. Um, the cards are usually pretty good. I've seen box breaks on. I haven't seen the box breaks on the on the new ones. But again, I I like to go on eBay and pick up because there's a lot of cards that I don't care about. So a, a set like this, instead of spending three hundred seventy-five or four hundred dollars, I'll go in and spend you know forty or fifty or sixty dollars and get the you know the the Devers and and, and the Bogarts and um, you know they usually have some some rookies in there and I'll I'll pick those up and they're kind of neat cards. And then our, our friends at Panini, they've, they've got a couple of, of uh, releases. They've got um, Panini National uh, Treasure Baseball, which has eight autographs and memorabilia per box. And those are going for $700. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of their high-end sets. I also saw um, the Panini Absolute Baseball went on sale yesterday, actually, on the site. And I could have I gotten in. I think went on sale at 10 o'clock um, Central Time. And I, I just happened to click on the email and right around then I, I could have bought a box. I think they were $130 or $135, which was not a bad deal for the baseball, absolute baseball, which just came out. Um, but I decided to save my money for, for the upcoming shows instead of <laughs> going for the newer stuff. I, I like the vintage stuff more than the new stuff. But so Panini had National Baseball Treasure came out $700. And then uh, this one, which is really cool, uh, flawless football, which is one of Panini's high-end sets. Um, Ten cards, six autos, and two memorabilia per box uh, for $3,200. And if, if you told me 20 years ago that someone was going to sell a box of football cards for $3,200 and that people were going to buy them, I'd say you're crazy. But the, the this case break culture that we're in or you know the, the pack break culture that we're in, that's what these guys do. You know what I mean? They go out and they buy a case of these things and then people buy into the break. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I think I would uh, go in and just buy the Mac Jones or whoever the Patriot guys that I want. And I'm sure you can go in and buy your make Baker Mayfield and add to your Baker Mayfield collection <laughs> or no. Odell Beckham. No. Oh God, <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Future, future Patriot. We hope probably but, the way it's going. Yeah. But flawless football uh, from Panini, uh, thirty-two hundred bucks. So there's a lot of uh, new releases out there. That's just that's just a few highlights. Um, you know, the 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 hobby is healthy, my friend. Drew, the hobby is healthy. It is. Let Let's go do our our, our uh, put everyone out of a misery. If you want to fast forward, we got we got five minutes of NFL books pick coming guys so hopefully we can uh, save you some money and you can bet against us or you can bet with us and um you know then take out another loan because <laughs> we're not doing too well drew drew had two wins last week i think i had uh two wins last week and we were both kind of shitty so uh, <laughs> it was not a great week for either of us we are going to go right to week nine Drew, I will let you take the first game. The first game I put up there simply because um, Aaron Rodgers is not playing, and I, it really interested me uh, how the line changed. It was a pick'em game mm -hmm. when we started this thing, so it, it's at the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay versus the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are getting seven and a half points. Um, so, what do you think, Drew? Yeah, this is one of the wildest swings I've ever seen in a line in my life. They're actually showing it on CBS Sports yesterday that it started out as Chiefs by three. Then it became a pick as you were saying. Then it spread out to like Chiefs by 10 and a half or something like that. Now it's kind of closed up a bit to seven and a half. But uh, I'm going to have to take the Chiefs in this one. I mean, I just, I think the, I, 
I think the Packers are a great team. Obviously they are. I mean, look at their record this year, but without Aaron Rodgers, this is going to be a big test. Is this team Aaron Rodgers or is this team, uh, is this team driven by Aaron Rodgers or is this team just a really great team overall? And I think I'm going to say, I got to go with Kansas city on this one. This is really going to be green Bay's defense versus Kansas City's offense, right? Because the chiefs defense is horrible. The green Bay Packers offense is probably not going to be that good. Um, is and can uh, Mahomes come out and light up the Green Bay defense or can he? Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay with the seven and a half points. We'll see how that goes. Uh, next up, we have uh, the Cleveland Browns. The Schizo Cleveland Browns are at Cincinnati. Uh, the Cincinnati is favored by two and a half. Cincinnati somehow lost to the Jets, what, two weeks ago, right? It was a, yeah, two so. weeks ago. Um, but Joe Burrow is playing great. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to take Cincinnati on this one. Okay. I'm actually thinking the same thing. I mean, taking the Browns last week completely bit me, of course, as we all know, but, uh, I hate the Steelers so much. And I even more so right now, just because of that game, any, any fans of his out there, Drew McGarry had this great thing on the Steelers this week. Um, I'm not going to read it on the air or else. I mean, we'll be like shut down by the FCC or something, <laughs> but uh, go and check it out. If you're, if you hate the Steelers as much as I do, he, I mean, he just completely just skewers them and it is hilarious in doing so, but All yeah, right, well, I'm, I'm going to take Cincinnati. Now our next game, we have the Patriots going to Carolina. Patriots have been a great home team this year. Um, and I don't, I think I got this wrong. I think the Patriots are three and a half point favorites on this uh, okay. uh, underdogs on this one. Don't you? I think so, because I mean, they're playing at Carolina there, but... Yeah. So why, why don't we say the Patriots are... Um, the Carolinas giving three and a half points to the Patriots. We'll give... We'll, we'll make our own lines on this one, because I think I think <laughs> I, I think I did it wrong. So the Patriots are getting three and a half points against Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Uh, the Patriots have been a great road team. The Carolina is... Uh, they've been kind of weird. Uh, what do you think, Drew? Who do you like on this one? I'm going to take New England on this one. I think... Um... I don't know. Carolina has just been, they start out so hot there, it seemed like, and then it seems like they've cooled off a bit. So yeah, let's go to New England on this. All right. I'm going to stay. I'm going to take the home team as well. well uh, I'm going to take the Patriots. So uh, our next game, we have the Rams at, uh, at the Rams. They're playing the Titans. The Titans are getting seven and a half points. The Rams uh, picked up, uh, what's his name? They picked up uh, uh, Von oh, Miller. Yeah, they got to get Von Miller. Von Miller from Denver. Uh, they look like they're, they're, setting them as themselves up for a Super Bowl run. The Titans have been playing well, but they lost Derrick Henry. Yeah. So we don't know, who, you know, they picked up uh, Peterson, Adrian Peterson, uh, to fill the shoes. But um, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Rams in this one. I think the, the Rams will, will cover. And I think the Titans are going to have a tough time against the Rams who have a very good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they're picking up Adrian Peterson. reminds me a lot of like when the Browns picked up like Willis McGahee, for example, about five, six years ago. But that seven and a half is very, very tempting, regardless of who's running the ball for them. I'll differ with you. I'm going to take the Titans on it. Okay. And our last game is our Monday night game. Um, The Pittsburgh Steelers are at home against the Chicago Bears. The Bears are getting six and a half points. Uh, The Steelers have not scored a lot of points, but their defense is very good. The Bears, um, you know, they have the rookie quarterback there who should have been uh, 
they should have taken Mac Jones instead, instead of Fields because <laughs> he I don't think he's that good. I don't know. He, he, he didn't have the pedigree in the college and it's going to take him a little time to get out, up and running. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the Steelers and give the six and a half point to um, Pittsburgh to, to uh, Chicago. Who do you like? I'm going to go with the bears and I'm going to say Mac Jones is an anomaly. I mean, he is an Alabama quarterback and they have not had a good history post Joe Namath really until you hit what the years of, uh, Tagovailoa, and that's if he's able to pan out. So uh, right, two is I said put a big asterisk there about his pedigree there and everything, and that's also it's the Ohio State homer in me coming out a little bit as well there. But I'm taking the Bears. Okay, cool. Well, that wraps up Baker's dozen for the week. Uh, next up is making the grade. Making the grade is brought to you by Diamond Service Grading. Fast, accurate, transparent. Diamond Service Grading takes the mystery out of grading. They proudly have the best encapsulation in the industry with an amazing inner sleeve that not only protects your collectible investment, but looks great as well. Easy to submit, quick turnaround. DSG Grading is ready to grade your cards today. Visit dsggrading.com to learn more. This time, Drew, we, we did it in order. We're taking make, we got Making the Grade. Making the Grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. And there's been some news filtering out uh, from our uh, all the kind of major grading companies. Um, I think we're, we probably ended a quarter in there somewhere and they're, they're trying to filter out some numbers. So uh, PSA uh, released their October grading numbers down considerably from what their record uh, grading in September was, but they did say they graded 640,000 cards in October. Surprisingly, their, the, their most cards graded or most type of cards graded were Pokemon cards. So I can see that. Yeah, I can, I can was, see that. Uh, you know what? This is a real change. Just look, you know, at the show today, there was a ton of Pokemon guys selling Pokemon cards, and there were kids buying Pokemon cards. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, I was talking to my son, he's 25. Pokemon is celebrating their 25th anniversary in terms of releasing cards. And when you think about it, the kids that are, you know, 25 to, you know, 18 to 25, that's what they grew up on Pokemon yep. cards. You, I don't know if you were into them at all, but I, I, I was, I was, you know, I was a father already by then, and I was, you know, I was buying it for my son, and um, but I, I never really got into them. So Pokemon was number one. Basketball was number two. They graded one hundred seventy-five thousand basketball cards, and baseball was number three at one hundred thirty-six thousand, and football was right behind baseball. So, um, you know, still six hundred forty thousand cards in October is a lot. They still have. 7 million card backlog, 7 million card backlog, Drew, which is unbelievable. Even I if guess, they keep up that pace, you're talking all, like what, almost a full year behind that would mean. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they, they said they're, they're, there was an article in the Sports Collectors uh, Digest that I was reading, and their president said that they're at 90% capacity right now. So they're in terms of grading. So you know, they still, they've still got a ways to go before they, they get caught up. He says, typically, they usually have about a million card backlog. So, hmm. which is surprising, but, you know, they're still, they're grading a lot of uh, new cards still. You know, people are still sending new cards in. And uh, just a, a quick rundown, uh, and I was, look, this is interesting. The top five uh, individual players that they graded cards for were Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, John Moran and Zion Williams, which wow. is unbelievable. That that's you know four or five, I mean five basketball players. I think you had to 
go to six or seven before you got a baseball player in the mix. I, I forget it might have been Griffey or I forget who the the the, the baseball player or might have been um uh, what's it, the Tatis might, might have been in there it was might, might have been one of those two guys. But still, you know, Jordan still Jordan is still king, right? Oh yeah, oh, he's one of, he's one of the kings. But uh, you know, kind of interesting when you see the direction of the hobby and where um, what's hot popular in, in the hobby. And I don't know about you, but I try to every Tuesday or Wednesday, I try to go on Target to buy some basketball and football cards just to get some new stuff. And you can't get them. Yeah. You can't yeah. get the Donners. You can't get any of the, the, the um, select stuff. That you, just, you can't buy any of that stuff online. So that's where, you know, you want baseball cards. There's plenty of tops baseball cards out there. If you want to toss baseball cards, but and there's plenty of hockey cards out there, but the basketball cards and um, the football cards is still tough to come by, and it's evident in what PSA is doing and what 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 people are doing. So, some interesting news coming out of PSA, and then also in that article I saw, uh, Beckett is hoping to uh, open up their standard grading in late January or early February, so they're kind of getting caught up as well. Um, I would think by maybe mid next year we'll be we'll be up. Uh, these companies will be up to normal operations, wouldn't you think? I hope so. I mean, it's uh, I've got some stuff I've been you know just sitting on waiting and waiting and waiting until they can get until Beckett gets back up and rolling to like normal everything. But I'm really hopeful. I hope so. I mean, and at the same time, I mean, it's been good for some of those smaller companies out there. They've been kind of you know, able to get their name out there, able to get a little bit of at least a toehold in there, and. Hopefully, it might uh, propel a little bit of extra competition then. Right. If you're looking for you know a company that can, you know, meet your meet thirty day turnaround and their 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 prices are still reasonable. I think it's twenty. Their, their prices are twenty five or or thirty dollars now per per card. We're talking about our friends at Diamond Service Grading, DSGGrading.com. Um, they are, they do a great job. They're still making a. Um, their turnaround, their, their, their 30 day turnaround. They have cool thing on there. You scan the QR code on their label and you can view the deal, details of your, uh, why, why your card got a grade. They also have this cool uh, era label so you can choose what label you want. And they offer a special exclusive coupon to uh, TTM cast listeners, just you guys. No one else has access to this. And it's $5 off each card you get graded. Um, so it doesn't matter which service you choose. You get $5 off each card you created, and there's no limit to it. You can do one card. You can do 100 cards. You can do 1,000 cards if you want. They'll do 1,000 cards, and they'll, they'll probably come and, and give you a big kiss on the cheek. So <laughs> give our friends at Diamond Service Grading, DSGGrading.com uh, a try. They're a, a cool new company. They've been around for a while, but they're out in the uh, West Coast, and they've been kind of national now for, for I don't know, six or, six or eight months, and uh, they're a cool company. The coupon is 4HMUGTZG. Once again, the coupon code when you use it, your checkout is 4HMUGTZG. Don't worry, you don't have to write that down now. It's available on our website or on our uh, podcast website. You can do, go get it there. Uh, check out Diamond Service Grading, DSGGrading.com. Give them a try. They're, you know, they're one of the smaller companies that Drew was talking about that has flourished with, uh, with, with the big guys like PSA and Beckett have, have had problems. And they, these guys have just keep plugging along. So go check it out. DSG Grading, they're, they're a great sponsor of us. DSG Grading, Diamond Service Grading, DSGGrading.com. 
Well, that wraps up making the grade. Next up is our stamp of approval. TTMcast stamp of approval, guys. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTMcast stamp of approval. The stamp of approval is just that. We love a lot of stuff. We we love uh, you know not only hobby stuff and cards and collecting, but we also like food. You saw Drew and I. You see why we like food, and we like movies, and we like TV, and we have uh, we read books, and we have play music. We do all. We're not just one. We're, we're, we're Renaissance guys. We're not just one track guys. So we like to let it, everyone uh, know and turn everyone on to some things that we're into. And uh, Drew, why not let you take uh, over and give your TTM cast stamp approval for the week? All right. Well, yeah, definitely want to. Uh... I mean, of course, this past Tuesday was when uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. rose from the dead and came to Dealey Plaza. Oh, wait, never mind. That didn't happen, actually, <laughs> despite all that. So never mind. That was going to be it. I mean, it was going to be like, wow, who knew? But no, he didn't show up. So it was shocking. But I do want to mention there is a podcast that I listened to. They've only done two episodes so far. But uh, I've mentioned the Australian Football League on here a lot. I absolutely love the AFL, love Australian football. If you've never watched it, Go on YouTube and look up some clips of it. Uh, there's both the men's league and a women's league out there. The women's league is fairly new, but I think, honestly, I like watching the women's league just as much as the men's league and maybe even more because, I mean, men's league, you've got these guys who are going out there booming these, you know, 50, 70 meter kicks down the field. With the women, there's a lot more close movement of the ball and everything, a lot more action, I feel, because of that. So, uh, anyways, the uh, my favorite team is the North Melbourne Kangaroos and uh, Daisy Bateman, one of their players, has started doing a podcast Every couple of weeks, she'll interview one of her teammates, talk about, you know, what's upcoming for the season, talk about their life. Um, mental health has been a big topic of conversation on the show so far as well. But uh, Daisy has interviewed uh, Caitlin Ashmore in their first episode. Uh, Caitlin is a favorite player of mine because she and I both have a uh, some similar discoveries of our family background. She found out just uh, very recently that she has some uh, Aboriginal Australian background and found this out fairly late in life. I mean, she's well into her 20s, I think, before she uh, found this out and I was the same way finding out that I had uh, indigenous uh, Sami and Finnish, uh, Sami, uh, Northern Finnish, uh, Northern uh, Norwegian, Swedish, a little bit of all over that whole area up there, heritage that I didn't know about until I was into my 30s. And so uh, she's always been interested. Uh, her story of finding out all that has been kind of an interest of, uh, to me as well because of that. Uh, they talked to the team captain, Emma Carney, this past week. It's just been a really interesting uh, way to kind of, you know, get an insight into a sport that I don't have that close of a connection to it all, but I absolutely love watching. So uh, it's called the Happy Days Podcast, D-A-I-S on that, but uh, the uh, North Melbourne Kangaroos put it up on their Twitter feed and on their Facebook every uh, every episode that comes out. It's been a really good uh, good watch and good listen. Well, guys, check it out. It's uh, What is it again? It's the Happy Days Podcast, D-A-I-S, done by the AFLW uh, North Melbourne Kangaroos. There you go. Check it out, guys. My stamp of approval is going to hit right to my stomach. My I, I discovered this. I, I am a huge fan of popcorn. I love popcorn. I, 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 uh, I, I probably eat popcorn just about every day. <laughs> I don't, it's one of, one of my uh, things that I, I really enjoy. So my wife found these, this um, popcorn online. It's by uh, her snack company. They're, they're pretty famous here in the Northeast. I don't know. Do you guys have those, them out in uh, Texas area? Not anywhere near enough. I know I've seen their stuff occasionally in stores, mostly their chips. I didn't know they did popcorn as well, so now I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that too. Yeah, they do They do a lot of flavored stuff. Uh, I know they're they're headquartered in Pennsylvania, but uh, they have this this hot cheese popcorn that is totally addicted. 
it is just you just, I, I eat like one bag a day now my wife gets we, my wife orders the the 16 two ounce bags you can order online it's $31.84 for 16 one ounce ba- two ounce bags it's just enough it is hot and spicy but not too hot that it burns you and it is cheesy and hot and it's all it's fresh and as i said i i eat one a day i i, I love them so much it's a great snack at like 2 30 3 o'clock when you know when when you're you're, you're hungry from uh, after you know after lunch and you want a little pick up before dinner hers hot cheese popcorn it's hot it's hers.com you can go on their their website order it. it it you won't be you won't be sorry hers hot cheese popcorn get it it's 16 two ounce bags for $31.84 it's 16 bags of uh paradise uh you will <laughs> you will not be sorry uh this is not a commercial hers is not paying me one nickel i am a, a i am a customer as they say <laughs> and we get we get these uh, we get these uh every couple of weeks as a as they say i probably i probably have one a, one a day because i love I, it's just so good so that's my uh, my team cast fool. As I said, it's not always collecting. It, it's stuff that we we want to turn you guys on to. So um, check it out. Hers hot cheese popcorn. Hers.com. You can order it online. They deliver it to you. Nice fresh. Comes in a couple of days. Uh, or UPS or you know whatever Amazon. I think it's UPS. But um, I, I get so excited when the when the truck comes with with my box of her Hershey's popcorn. So I just got I just got a box the other day. Hadn't had it for for a couple of weeks, and my wife my wife spoiled me and and, and keeps keeps me uh, in my habit because that, that that's one of my things I'm addicted. So that wraps up MCAT <laughs> stamp approval. True, try it. You'll really love it. Oh, I'm planning on it if I can find it. No, but you go online. Hers. Online. All right. Cool. That'll that'll work perfectly then. Yeah, it's easy. Hers.com. Check it out. All right, guys. Next up is our Burn Rat Minute. So enough of the nonsense, Drew, right? We had we had pick nonsense and and popcorn nonsense and also the TTM collecting nonsense. This is our, our burn rat minute. This is our, this is our, our um, what, what we do to help our, our t- fellow TTMers. We let people know, um, people who have passed away this week so that they are not embarrassed like I did. I had sent out a, a TTM request to burn rat who was a manager for the St. Louis Cardinals and he was a, a coach for the Expos and um, he was a, a catcher for the Cardinals uh, back in the day. And I sent out a TTM request for him um, way, way after he had passed. So we do this as a, a service to our fellow TTMers and just let them know people that have passed away in the world of celebrity, in the world of sports. This week, we lost, we lost a couple of uh, baseballers and, and a couple of football players first um, this one kind of hit home this this gentleman was a legend uh, you know he's in our, our, our living room every day uh, during the baseball season he is uh, I'm talking of course Jerry Remy who was an all-star second baseman with the uh, California Angels in uh, the Boston Red Sox he played from 1975 to 1984 he was uh, you know I think he hit like three home runs 
during his career. He wasn't he wasn't a power hitter, but he, he was fast. He was a, a great fielder, and uh, he became the color commentator for the Red Sox on Neston. So um, beloved in the uh, Boston area, New England area, he threw out the first pitch um, just a couple of weeks ago during the playoff game at Fenway Park to uh, Dennis Eckersley. And, it, you know, it was that he had a um, he has been suffering from cancer for a while and he was fighting it. He had an oxygen uh, on, you know, feet on his nose. And you could tell he wasn't he wasn't doing that well. When he passed away, he was um, 68. He was not a TTMer, but he was uh, always available at the stadium to get autographs. And, um, you know, he's, he was a New Englander. He grew up in Somerset, Massachusetts. He was he was a uh, beloved figure. And, uh, you know, he's going to be missed. Uh, you know, I know Drew, you're not a Red Sox fan, but he, he, was, a, he was a really good uh, college commentator. And he was very honest. He was one of those guys that if they, if they sucked or they were doing something bad, he let him know about it. He was not, he wasn't, he wasn't the, um, you know, the guy at the Homer. He was, he wasn't the Homer to an extent. So he'll be missed. We also lost um, Bill Morin. Bill was a um, infill, a second baseman shortstop for the Cleveland Indians and the, the Angels uh, from 1958 to 1965. And uh, Bill was 87 years old and he was a great TTM. He, he, I, I saw, I checked and he was, he, he signed all the time, and uh, I know he had a '58 tops card. He had some cards into into the '60s. Um, do you have anything from Bill? Did you ever get? I do. Him? Yeah, I sent to him at least once, maybe twice. But uh, I, if I remember, right, he was an All Star at one point as well, because I think he put it on my card there uh, that he was uh, the All Star year. Maybe either All Star Rookie of the Year, something like that, some kind of an award winner, if I remember right. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, he, excellent signer, very quick about it too. I think he had one pretty good year. I think he had like 17 home runs one year in the um in the late 50s maybe 59 right around, that sounds like yeah that might be about right right around there so i know he was a pretty good player and i know he was a great ttmer and in the world of football we lost another uh, uh, really good ttmer uh, tom maddie tom maddie was a star at ohio state he played uh, with the uh, baltimore colts he was a running back from 1961 to 1972 he was on the uh, super bowl team the the colts um, won the Super Bowl, but he actually didn't play. He was hurt that year. Um, and uh, Tom was a great TTM. He, I know he was a, a big TTM guy. Uh, he was 82 years old. Did you have anything from Tom? I did. Yeah, I sent to him because, I mean, being a former Ohio State guy there, and that's my home state and everything. He also, uh, he was actually a quarterback at Ohio State, an emergency quarterback in a game with the Colts, too. They had uh, a game where I think Unitas went down injured, and for some reason their backup was unavailable. So, uh, they pressed him into quarterback action and had to literally like write out plays on a wristband for him. It was the first usage of a quarterback wristband. And so that wristband is sitting in the hall of fame right now. Yeah. And he, I know he was a pretty good player. He, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know how many pro bowls he made, but I know he was, you know, he, he was a, a big fixture as a Colt uh, from 61 to 72. And I, he didn't play with anyone else. So, um, you know, we're, we're sorry for his loss again. Bill uh, Tom was 82 years old. And uh, lastly, we lost an AFLer. Uh, you know, uh, Warren Powers was a defensive back for the Oakland Raiders from 1963 to 1968. Um, and, you know, the guys that played, you know, these in the NFL are, uh, you know, few and far between. They were losing left and right. Uh, Warren was not a TTMer, but, um, you know, I know uh, there were a few, there were a few autograph um, successes from him that I saw, but, you know, he, he hadn't signed in a while. And, uh, Warren Powers was 80 years old. 
So uh, that wraps up uh, our Vern Rap Minute. Our condolences and sympathy go out to their uh, family and friends, and we are sorry for your loss. Next up is uh, we review our TTM uh, returns. This week's TTM returns are brought to you by Sports Card Forum. Find players' addresses, see who's signing, and more, all for free. SportsCardForum.com, the ultimate in sports card trading and discussion. So, Drew, this is why we do TTMs, right? For oh, the yeah. mail. We love the mail. Get the... <laughs> I get so disappointed when I open the mail, when I get the, my my uh, advanced, what is, what's it called? When they tell you what mail's coming and you, there's no, T, no TTMs in there. My wife says, no, no TTMs this week. But um, I'll, I'll do mine because you only had a couple this week. So I had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Seven. I had seven returns this week, which is which is pretty good. I had a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of days where I had a couple of returns. I, I haven't I, I don't think I've had anything in the last two days, but um, I'm usually big at the beginning of the week. My my returns usually come at the beginning of the week for some reason. But so I've got I got three cards for my 1978 set. I got Mike Ivey, who played for the uh, Padres, San Diego Padres. I'm not sure if he played for anyone else. Did he? Did he play for the Tigers or? I think you're right. It seems like he was with the Tigers for a year or two late. Yeah, yeah he was like a first first baseman kind of. He was a, he, if I remember right, he was a pretty good player. Um, never so first a, overall pick at one point, I think. I'm sorry. I think he was the first overall pick before like the '71, '72 draft. One of those ones. If I remember right. Okay, so I'm looking at his card right now. Yeah. And. I don't, yeah, he was the number one pick of the Padres in the 1970 draft. Yeah, there we go, 70. So uh, he was the first baseman. I do remember he was a he was a glove guy, right? Was he was a he was a really uh, good glove guy. But anyway, I sent it out to uh, Mike Ivey. He signed it in uh, blue sharpie, and uh, he we required a five dollar donation, but I sent him the five dollars, and he returned it fairly quickly, a couple weeks. I sent uh, Ron Jackson one, who played for the Angels. Um, he was an infielder, I believe. First baseman, third baseman type guy. Uh, yep, and, that sounds right. Yeah, and he, let's see, this is, this is early in his career. So he was he was an angel, and he signed a nice black Sharpie, and he, he signed it with a Puppet Jack, <laughs> which was his, his uh, nickname. And no, no donation, he returned that in a couple weeks. And then uh, I sent out to Bill Atkinson. I used my Canadian stamps, my Canada stamps. Um, I think those were my last ones I had. Bill lives in Chatham, Ontario, in Canada. He's from uh, Canada, and he pitched for the Expos from uh, 76 to 79. He was a really, really good reliever. And uh, we talked. To, we're going to talk to him next week, but he returned my card in a couple weeks, and he sent me a nice letter and said, I'd be glad to be on your podcast. Called him up, interviewed him, and... That, that that that's the history of it. that's the full story then i got um uh what's billy bean billy bean came back uh not on not on the uh, pre-show notes list but i got i got forgot to put that one on drew uh, yeah. billy bean was the um gm for the gm for the oakland a's i sent you directly to the a's uh came back in about a month on an 87 tops card which is his twins twins card uh signature not that great but we got Billy Billy Bean, and uh, you know I keep I keep sending out eight seven cards. Maybe one of these days I'll start working on the set. And then I got one two three four. Oh, I forgot about this guy, Tim Stoddard, who was a pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. I sent to his home in uh, Illinois, and I got this card because I, he was signing at the National. 
So I got the card and I was like, oh, I got, I, I missed him at the national because I was sick. So I said, I'm, I got I to send this off. And so it's this 1980 rookie card. And I sent it to his home, uh, no donation. And he sent it back in a couple of weeks. So I, I was happy to get that. He's a f- former college team. basketball player too. Yeah, he's a big guy. He, he was a big guy. He, he always did well against the Red Sox. I always remember, remember him coming in as a relief pitcher and doing well against the Red Sox. And then I got one, two, three, I got four 1973 Topps cards, uh, football cards back. So I, uh, I got Elvin Bethea, who was a Hall of Famer. He wrote, and I signed a nice black Sharpie with Hall of Fame 03 on it, defensive end. Uh, and he also sent a Topps Hall of Fame card, his own Hall of Fame card that he sent, sent along as well. So I got two cards from, from Elvin Bethea. His, he was looking for a $10 donation. I sent that to him. And it was a quick turnaround, just a couple of weeks. I got Jim Turner, who was the kicker. He kicked for the Denver Broncos, but he also uh, kicked for the New York Jets. And uh, he signed it. Uh, it's got a nice black Sharpie. Um, and it, again, these are quick turnarounds. These, these will let, all these will last in three weeks. I sent to uh, Larry Stallings, who was a linebacker for the uh, Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think he might be in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. He, was, he played for the Cardinals forever. Uh, I, re- I remember him vividly. Uh, he signed in blue pen, uh, but it's a nice one. And then I got Gene Howard, who was a cornerback for the LA Rams, and he personalized it. And he signed it to Jeff, signed his name and his number in uh, like a, I think, a black sharpie. So uh, these were these are all good. I, I picked up. I think I told you I picked up a bunch of '73 Topps cards. Had a show a while ago, and I didn't know what the hell to do with them. I just it was just a box of, yeah, bo- box of cards that I picked up for like ten dollars. It was probably 300 1973 tops football cards. Kind of off grade. There's nothing mint in it, but all the all the good guys were already taken out. And one day I just said, you know what, man, I start sending these guys out. And that's what I've been doing. I've been sending out my 73 tops cards. Not not collecting the set, just like I, I like learning about these guys. You know, some of these guys were kind of a little predate when I was a uh, following football. But you know, I remember Jim Jim Turner. I remember Larry Stallings. Um, you know, I didn't know much about Gene Howard, but I don't know about you, Drew, but when I get these cards back from these guys, I go and do research and find out, oh, more about them because I appreciate uh, them sending sending out the cards and, and signing for me. I'm definitely the same way, especially like right when I usually right when I write my letter out, I'll try to look up a little bit about their careers and everything. Sometimes you know, I find somebody's cool to throw into a letter like that. And honestly, when I first started Panini, anytime I was pulling a photo of a player, I'd look up some info about them on Wikipedia or something like that. And I mentioned before the stuff about uh, the Sammy background there. That's actually how I found out a little bit about it was because of uh, hockey player Boris Salming. I know that he was part and it's like, wow, okay, so that's what this culture is. They're from up in the north of Finland and Sweden and Norway. And that's where my family's from. Oh, wow. And kind of led me to researching it and found out that I've got it too. So you never know what kind of cool stuff you might find, but just by looking up a little bit of info about some of these guys. Yeah, no, it's fun. There's a lot of these, um, you can find out what they're doing currently. And a lot of these guys you find out, uh, you know, they got, you know, I remember, I forget who it was, but one, one guy, I think he played for the Rams and he ended up starting a video game company. You know, he's oh, wow. one of the first people to start a video game company back in the early eighties. And, and he was a, a pioneer in that. And you just learn about these guys they are a guy that maybe had a cup of coffee with a team and you, you see that he hit one home run and you're like, Oh, why, who do you have home run off? And then you go look and it was like off, off of Steve Carlton, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it, it just like, like you learn more about this stuff. And, you know, I'm a huge uh, history guy. I love history. And uh, I think, you know, part of 
sports and what makes sports great is the history behind it and uh, not necessarily just the guys that are playing today. And I like to learn about the guys um, that predate me, you know, and, 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 or were playing when I was a little kid and I maybe just knew, knew, well, he was number 82 and he was a wide receiver, but that's all I can remember. And, our, you know, I might remember his card, but then you go learn about these guys. So, uh, you know, guys, t- take a look when you get a card back, um, you know, it's not necessarily just the value of it and trying to get a Hall of Fame or an All-Star. Sometimes the best cards, the best returns and the best stories are the guys. And you'll learn next week, like Bill Atkinson, who, you know, he played three or four years in, in the major leagues. But just to make the major leagues, that's a huge accomplishment. And, and there's a story behind a guy uh, making the major leagues for, from a, a little town in Canada. And and it's it's cool to learn about that. So, um Okay, I'm getting off my soapbox, and <laughs> I'm going to turn it over for you, Drew. How was your returns this week? Very, very slow. I got two back this week. Uh, the first one was actually a private signing that I got involved in. It was supposed to take place back in August, but then when uh, the hurricanes and stuff hit out on the East Coast there, they had to uh, delay the signing back until uh, October. And it was funny because um, I put tracking on the return envelope, and I never saw anything come up on my texts or anything saying, Hey, this is on its way. Hey, this is being delivered. Anything like that. And I just happened to look one day. I'm like, wait a second. I wrote down the tracking number. And I look it up and it says, oh, it's in my mailbox right now. It literally had gotten there five minutes before I looked. But it was uh, Pedro Guerrero, the former, uh, what, a five-time All-Star, five-time top five in the MVP voting, played for the Cardinals and Dodgers, 300 uh, hitter in his career as well. I love um, I was a huge Pedro Guerrero fan because I'm, yeah. I'm a big Dodger fan. I, he was my, one of my favorites. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, first baseman, third baseman, a little bit in the outfield there. Got out of federal drug charges when his uh, attorney argued that his IQ was too low to understand what he was agreeing to. So you win some, you lose some. But I mean, yeah, he won out there multiple ways. So, but yeah, he signed, it was uh, three cards. I think it was a $10 each was the fee on that one through, uh, it was Chris Riffon did that one through uh, sportscollectors.net. So I got in on that and uh, yeah, he's in one of the all-time fan favorite sets that I'm working on. He's got two Diamond Kings cards, so Got to knock out three cards right there uh, for, I mean, only 30 bucks. It's definitely a heck of a deal right there. I'll take that any day. And the other one that I got back, another guy who used to play for the Cardinals and plays for the Dodgers now and was with your Red Sox in between there is a former pitcher, well, current pitcher, uh, Joe Kelly. Sent to him back in, I think this was April that I sent this one off. But I uh, got it back uh, just today here, just to let the mail pile up throughout the season, I guess, just knock it all out once the season's over. But he signed all four cards I sent out to him, including the uh, 2021 Tops Heritage cards. So I think that puts me at 29 autographs already now on the uh, Heritage set. So making a little dent in there, at least so far here uh, early on. Joe, Joe Kelly's a great TTM guy. Yeah. Great TTM guy. Uh, when he, he was with the Red Sox, other than the, the World Series, he could never throw a strike. He would come in and just he'd throw the ball like 95 miles an hour. And he kind of harnessed that with the the Cardinals, but he really, he really didn't do it until the playoffs that year, but that we beat the Dodgers. Um, and the, you know, I should say he harnessed it with Dodgers because he was pretty good and he got, well, who do he, he hit somebody or he brushed back somebody right recently. He wasn't he at last year or wasn't that against the Astros or something? Cause uh, he had his comments about uh, the Astros being a bunch of cheaters and all that. And I think he brushed a guy back and they made that, you know, gesture at him going off the field. And that touched yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Some, uh, he got suspended for it, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. And the other thing, I, I forget who it was. He, when he was with the Cardinals, he was best man at some, one of the Cardinals wedding. 
And then they brought they kept bringing that up during the the playoffs one one year the year that they played the Red Sox played the Cardinals and I forget I forget who it was but that was that was like oh Joe and so and so were Joe was best man at so and so's wedding and it was somebody somebody good like yeah it might have been um might have been Wainwright or one of the one of their their stud pitchers I forget who it was but two two good returns those are two good baseball returns so. Yeah. You, you didn't have quantity, quantity this this week, but you did have quality. So that wraps up returns for the week, and uh, I've got to I've got to get some uh, requests out. I picked up some cards at the show, so I'm going to get some requests out this week. Uh, some vintage guys that that are still signing, and uh, then we're going to go right into our interview. This week's interview is brought to you by the Trove Sports Den. Come and hang out and chat with baseball pros from past and present online. Visit thetrovesportsden.com and join in the fun today. So this week I had the pleasure of interviewing Aaron Littleton. Aaron is a TTM collector, an in-person collector, and a friend of Drew Belto from Texas. He's from the Dallas area, right, Drew? And, uh, yep, a little bit north of here, about uh, two hours outside here. But it's Texas. I mean, two hours here is like 30 minutes anywhere else. So. There's nothing. So how did you and uh, Aaron meet? Well, I was uh, living up in Wichita Falls where he lives there, and uh, – I had just joined the website of uh, The Bench, which is uh, thebenchtrading.com. I don't know if it's still around now. I know they were uh, going through some ownership changes recently. But I just uh, posted this intro post saying, hey, yeah, I'm new on here from Wichita Falls, Texas, blah, blah, blah. And I get this message saying, dude, I'm in Wichita Falls too. And so uh, a couple of weeks later, we met up because I had some, uh, I think he had some, uh, talk about like doing some trading or something like that. So I ended up going over to his house, he did a little trading and all that. And been hanging out ever since. I mean, I moved, he was actually, when I worked with the hockey team up there, he was, uh, I'd been there a couple of, uh, for a couple of years. He was just finishing up college. So we brought him in as an intern for the season. And then, yeah, I just come to, now that I'm down in DFW, he comes to games down here quite a bit. Uh, we did our big road trip in 2018 that we're going to be redoing again in 2022, which uh, it's going to be, I think we're talking like 20 games or so that we're going to be hitting on the road plus the nationals. So I'm sure that's going to be, uh, we're going to have a lot of content from that here to uh, put on the uh, podcast uh, this time. Well, in about, let's see, that'll be about eight months or so from now. So uh, yeah, we're warning Aaron, ahead of time for everyone. The, the TTM Jedi Master, because you're you're in charge of the trip. So we, I, I tried getting him a, a, some information out of him, and he was like, no, no, that's Drew's baby. I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. So, <laughs> guys, in, enjoy our interview with Aaron Littleton. Again, Aaron is a TTM and in-person uh, collector, and we, we really, uh, he's very passionate about the hobby. So please enjoy our interview interview but first here's a message from our friends at csg have you heard csg certified sports cards are now eligible to be listed on Starstock. and for collectors with cards in the Starstock vault that need to be graded Starstock will submit them directly to csg saving you time and reducing shipping costs Starstock joins CSG's growing network of official submission centers, group submitters, and authorized dealers, which now includes Dave and Adams Card World, Dallas Card Investors, Cade's Bulk Grading, and many others. Visit csgcards.com to learn more. Joining us on the TTMcast hotline from his home in Texas, I should say his business in Texas, is TTM collector Aaron Littleton. Aaron, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, I love talking to people that are passionate about the hobby, and uh, you are definitely one of those people. And, uh, you know, I know you're friends with my co-host, Drew, and uh, like to learn more, a little, little more about you. I know you guys have a big trip coming up next year, and you're into collecting TTM and IP, and we just want to talk baseball with you. 
So uh, congrat congratulations on, on joining the show. Thank you very much. We we appreciate it. And um, how'd you get into collecting? And what what did you what uh, started you into collecting? Well, that that's a really long story, actually. But I'll try to I'll try to uh, you know boil it down for you in a way that is not you know exhaustive. But uh, <laughs> it's all right. We got all the time in the world, my friend. All the time in the world. <laughs> okay, so. So I guess I, I really started uh, collecting cards in about 1995. Um, and so I would have been about seven years old or so. Uh, but then around 96 through like 98, a thing called Pokemon came out. And so I really stopped collecting like baseball cards and I really did more of like Pokemon. Uh, but then uh, in like 1998, uh, the Dallas Cowboys held their training camp in Wichita Falls, which is where I'm from. And uh, at, at the university here. And so every single day, my mom would would uh, get off work early and, uh, you know, we'd power slide into the driveway just as the uh, just as the uh, practice was getting over. And I'd, you know, run out. I was about 10 years old at the time. And I'd, I'd run out with whatever, you know, nonsense I had to get autographed that day, whether it be uh, you know, a loose leaf piece of paper or, you know, a hat or, you know, I mean, there was, there was no, like, you know, I, I no, no no, it wasn't organized. It wasn't yeah, organized, right, man. Right. right. I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I'm just going to go find a guy and see if he'll sign whatever, you know, thing that I've got today. And so that, that was really kind of my introduction to the, to the hobby. And, uh, you know, I, I had done cards previously, like I said, but that was that was really kind of the the linchpin for for um, you know me still being in the hobby today because I just kind of fell in love with with you know going out and you know I had no idea who the players were at that point. I just knew that they were on the other side of the fence, and so that must mean that I that I should get their autograph. And so that that was kind of that, and then it kind of. Um, it, it kind of ballooned into that we started doing ranger games and that was completely by accident um and so what happened there was one day me and my mom were uh we're going to six flags of all places down down by the ballpark in arlington it's about two hours from where i live and so so we were down there and we were waiting uh we were going to go we had been to church that morning and then we were going to um, we were going to go uh, to the ball game that evening, but in between we we're going to go to Six Flags. So we went by the ballpark to like change our clothes in the bathroom, you know, and as we were walking by, we were walking by the tunnel. And at that point, I didn't know what the tunnel was, you know, but I would uh, I would go on to spend like the next 20 years of my life hunting autographs down at the <laughs> tunnel, you know, so it was really kind of like a serendipitous type of thing. But but uh, we happened to walk by as a car pulls up and then all these people like rush, rush the car and, you know, they're getting autographs and, and doing that sort of thing. And so we, we just kind of happened to stumble on to doing that. And, you know, I did it until, I don't know, probably about five years ago. And ever since then, we've kind of done various minor league games and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I've been doing this, you know, two thirds of my life pretty much. How how is um, in person autographs getting autographs at the at the uh, stadium or at the training camp changed since you started as a kid? Not you know did do you see any difference in terms of dealing with the players or access to the players? Um. Well, now especially for the Rangers, I I think the new ballpark has really pretty much uh, you know 
squashed, uh, you know, it's pretty much squashed uh, in-person autographs altogether. Uh, I did do one game there uh, last year. That was the only time that I went uh, so far. And uh, I think I got, I ended up getting like seven autographs and it was, you know, but from what I, from what I understand from people who have gone that that's, you know, in the upper echelon and autographs you could get in a day. And uh, so it, it, it seems to have gotten, you know, a little bit harder, but, but uh, you know, graphers are persistent people, <laughs> you know? And so we, we try to, you know, we, we, we try to get the job done how, however it takes. But, uh, you know, minor league games are, are still the same. You know, we go, we go to Frisco and the, the players walk right by you and it, it's a good setup. You know, it's a, it's, a, uh, it, it's a good hobby to have. I still enjoy it all these years later. Well, to um, you're pre-planning, so to speak. Yeah, you're not you're not getting pieces of paper signed anymore. I'm sure you're getting cards and and, and uh, pictures and stuff. What well, what do you like to bring, and, and how do you, you uh, pre-plan for an event? You know, you you go into a, a minor league game, or you go into the Rangers game, or you go into the Cowboys. Uh, what what uh, what's your pre-plan? Well, so yes, I would like to think that uh, that uh, my my planning and my you know overall skill at graphing has grown a little bit since I was ten years old. If it hasn't, you know, I should probably get out of the hobby immediately. Um, but but yeah, so so generally, uh, I know I, I like to you know it's a little bit more of a planning thing for me because I still do live two hours away, and so it's kind of like other than gymnastics, which is what I'm doing all day every day, it's kind of my escape, you know, from that. It's a, it's a little bit different, different world. And so, so uh, I generally know, I talked to Drew and a couple, a couple of my, my other friends and uh, we, we decide which games we want to go to a couple weeks in advance. And so I go online, I look at the roster. Uh, Sportlots.com is a lifesaver. I don't know if you, you've ever been on there, but. No, what is but, it? Tell me, tell me a little about it. So it's, it's a way to get, uh, they, they've got, it's mostly commons, but you can get them starting at like 18 cents a card. And so that makes, you know, your, your graphing life a lot easier uh, when you're not on, you know, eBay or somewhere where it's like, oh, dollar, dollar and a half, $2 for a card. And so it makes it a little bit more affordable. Um, and you can just go on there and you'd be like, I want this card. I want this card. And so it's, it's really good for, for my purposes, certainly. And so you just go on there, you get the cards you need. And uh, they ship them to your house, and you're you're ready to go to the to the ballpark. And so I do, I do a uh, a ton of cards in the. I think now I think it's been 22 years that I've been doing this. I've got uh, over 16,000 cards, most of them signed uh, signed uh, in person, but I also do a lot of through the mail too. How do you display your cards? Uh, are they in binders? You put them in. Do you have them in a box someplace? How are you organizing uh, displaying your cards? <laughs> So yeah, um, I mostly, uh, they're mostly in binders. Uh, I, I try to, you know, I try to be somewhat organized, you know, whether or not I'm successful is up for debate, I'm sure. But, uh, but, uh, but I try to, uh, you know, keep them in binders and, uh, you know, uh, by year. So every year I keep the cards that I got that particular year in the same binder and uh, I am running out of room very quickly. <laughs> Yes, we all are. <laughs> we all are, my friend. Now, um, you you do TTM as well. How many uh, how many TTMs do you send out uh, on a monthly basis or weekly basis? Are you, are you pretty active in that, or are you pretty much uh, dealing with in person? Uh, 
No, I, I, especially during the pandemic, I have been, uh, I, I've been super active, you know, through, through the mail. Uh, sometimes my, my work schedule gets in the way, but I, I, I try to send out, uh, 10 15 every couple of weeks so i try to you know in my mind the way that i think of it I, I try to do you know have it average out to about one per day do you specialize in anything is there are you collecting sets are you uh, collecting players is there anything you kind of specialize in or um you know how do you choose who you're send cards out to well, the, the guys that really like jazz me are, are obviously the ones that uh, that I grew up with. So it would be, you know, late 90s, generally about 97, 98 to 2005, six that, you know, that's kind of kind of my wheelhouse. And so when when I see guys signing from there, it's like they're, you know, automatically going to get a request from me <laughs> just because, you know, I remember seeing them and it just makes it it just makes it so much cooler. Do you handwrite your notes or do you, um, you type stuff out and what do you, what do you put on your request? I, I, I very much write my notes out. And so that's why it takes me, it takes me a little bit longer sometimes, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to find the time sometimes to, you know, sit down and write a full, you know, I, I try to do a full, a full, uh, page request. Uh, you know, I just, I just try to, you know, put some time into it because they're putting time into it. And so I want to, you know, I want to, you know, give back. I don't want to just, you know, ask for something, you know. And so I, I just say, you know, hey, I, I'm a big fan of yours. And I, I tell them why, whether it be, you know, hey, I like, you know, I like that, you know, you used to wear, you know, glasses and I had glasses as a kid or, you know, I mean, what, whatever it is, uh, you know, but I, I just try to be honest and truthful and, and, uh, you know, it, it works out pretty well. I think I've got, uh, almost i think it's like 1800 successes no sorry i am lowballing myself it's 2800 successes that i've been i've been in in this particular uh, part of the hobby since 2009 so uh I, i've done okay for myself what are some of your uh, recent successes say in the last like 30 60 days well yesterday i got tony saunders and he he was one of the guys that i uh that i um that I mentioned before, who he who he pay, played when I was a kid, you know, and so Devil Rays, um, Florida Marlins, and so uh, one of the, one of the big things that I like because I'm I'm a late '90s kid through and through. Uh, that's when most of my you know formative memories are from, and uh, the the uh, Flare Metal and Metal Universe sets that they did back then. Those are my favorite sets, you know, just just crazy, you know. It's like matt williams getting stung by a giant bee or whatever you know it's, it's just it's just crazy stuff but i mean those are the cards that i remember ripping as a kid and so i've still got those sets and so I, i'm trying to to get as many of those signed as i can and so uh i did tony saunders i think earlier this week i got tom tupa you know and so so i, I spread yep. it around a little bit but but you know, I do some football. I did a lot of hockey until I think I, until I think I like wore them out. There were very few people uh, getting stuff back that I hadn't got stuff from, and so I took a little break from hockey, and so I started doing a little bit more football. But, but you know, it, it's fun. I like to I like to keep myself entertained. Well, I know some guys will only send out rookie cards. Some guys will only go after Hall of Famers. But you you kind of just go after the guys that you like, right? Yeah, right. No, I mean, it's it is a it is a wide net that I'm catching for sure or that I'm, you know, sending out there. So, 
so yeah, I mean, I, I just I enjoy I enjoy the hobby and I enjoy the the personal connection with the players. You know, that's kind of cool. It's always super cool when you get a when you get a um, like a letter back from them and they you know tell you how much they appreciate your letter and it's kind of like oh man I you know. Uh, it's like it makes you feel good and accomplished in a way it's like hey I you know it feels like I kind of made this person's day and that and they made mine by signing and so so you know it's kind of a mutual benefit it seems now you don't cheat like Drew and put the the initials on the self-addressed stamped envelope that's returned to you right you you you, you surprised I I used to do that and my girlfriend at the time got really mad at me and she was like, you know what, we we can't do that. So so I, I stopped doing that probably about 10 years ago or so. And so now 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 I uh I, I open it up and find out, you know, just like everybody else. <laughs> What's the longest um return that's been out there? You know what oh, I mean? Oh goodness. I I I got one from Terry Yake, hockey player, uh, Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And, and I want to say it's like, I mean, it was like 2,000 days. I mean, I, I've had a few that, that were up there. I know I had a couple from Luis Gonzalez, uh, you know, Diamondbacks outfielder. I know we played for other teams too, but that was in my wheelhouse, 2001, Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, beat the Yankees. I'm sure you'll, you'll appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that was my team for a while. And, and so, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I got Luis Gonzalez back a couple times, and I mean, they were just long returns, you know. So I've got I've got several that have been, you know, multi thousand day returns. That's cool. Yeah, that's that, that that that's very cool. Sorry, I got I got sidetracked with my phone ringing, so I apologize to all, all our listeners. <laughs> my phone ringing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's good. It's all good. Is there um. Do you kind of um, are you kind of exclusive in terms of you go to the sites and and see who's signing and then send out to them or are there guys that you take a, a shot at that maybe haven't signed before uh, that you have a card that you'd like to get signed or you know what 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 how do you determine who you're going to send out to and and, and uh, you know what are some of the, the surprises that you've gotten you know because everyone can send out to you know Brooks Robinson give him his ten dollars and you know he's going to sign but there's also right. a lot of guys out there that, that you know may or may not sign um yeah I think it's a little bit of all of it you know I, I don't I don't know how many six or uh, how many uh return how many requests I've sent out that's the proper word uh I, I've sent out uh over over my time doing this I mean it's got to be you know if, if you've gotten 2800 back it's like okay what is you know how many have you not gotten back so, yeah. so I think that that it's been you know I, I've sent a lot of of requests out is my point and so you know, some most of the time I go on there and I see who's signing. I'm like, oh, hey, I remember that guy, you know, and it's like, OK, well, I'll get some cards of his. And I, you know, it, for for the longest time, I would just I had this giant collection of just random cards. And so now as I've grown older, I and I've got a little bit a little bit more money than I did when I was a kid, you know, I, I can. I can specialize what I want. And so that's why, um, that's why sport lots is such a cool thing because it's like, you know, okay, I need this card or I don't have this metal set that I, that I need or whatever. And I go on there and I get it and it's super affordable. 
And so, so sometimes I take a flyer on guys. Like I was chasing Jace Brewer around for like, I don't know, a year almost. I sent to like three or four different addresses and I actually got him back the other day. He's coaching, coaching softball up in Oklahoma, not, not far from me. And so like I'd sent to three or four different addresses. They all came back RTS. I'm like, Oh my goodness, where is this guy? You know? <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it was kind of cool to kind of cool to, to get him back after, you know, I mean the, the struggle of, of, you know, trying, trying to get to him. You know, that was a particularly rewarding one. But, but yeah, I, I do it all sorts of ways. And, you know, occasionally, uh, and occasionally, you know, you'll send to somebody and you'll get lucky. Like, uh, probably one of the coolest ones that I had of all time was I took a flyer and I don't know that it was a flyer. I was just kind of dumb. <laughs> you know, uh, I, first, I first started and uh, I saw one success from my favorite basketball player of all time, which is Carl Malone. And uh, this this would have been like 2009, 2010. And uh, so I sent to him and like, I don't know, like a year and a half later, it it came back signed. And so I don't see a lot of Carl Malone successes. In fact, I think that's the last one that I saw. So I, I do a little bit, you know, it's a it's a lot of uh, trial and error, you know, I guess is yep. what I'm trying to say. Do you send your cards up to get autographed, to get authenticated or get graded? No, no, I don't. I, I'm not in this business, in business, in this industry, whatever, hobby, hobby. whatever you want to call it. It's a I, hobby I, until not, you start selling, right? Yeah, right, right, right. And so so I, I, I'm not in it to make money. I've never, I've never sold any cards. I do it because I just love it. And it gives me it gives me something to do that is, you know, I, I'm a competitive gymnastics coach. And that's a that's a pretty it's a pretty, you know, as the name implies, competitive world. It's a pretty, you know, kind of kind of, you know, everybody is, you know, really competitive and they want to win and that sort of thing. And so it gives me something to kind of, you know, chill and do. So. So, you know, I, I just kind of, uh, I, I'm not in it to make any money. I'm not in it. I've never sold a single card. I do it because I enjoy it. I, so, I haven't sold the no, card either. Who, who's on your want your want list? Do you have a top five of or, or guys that you'd really like to get? Like uh, autograph wise? Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't really thought about that. I, I, I've actually, uh, my most of the guys that I, that I think that I would really want I've gotten because of my ex, my extensive uh, you know in person you know uh, career or whatever you would say um, so so I, I don't know nobody really really comes to mind Michael Young was my guy growing up and I, I still collect him I've got like a 900 card collection of different cards of his um, you know, so I'm always looking to add more Michael Youngs, Nelson Cruz, those type of guys. And so, so I, I don't know, I don't know of anybody that just springs to mind that I, that I would like to get. Now, as you get older, um, do you feel a little strange asking these 19 or 20 year old kids in minor leagues for their autographs? Is that, a, is that, a, is it a, is it a different, um, experience for you now that you're you know you're in you're in your 30s right so yes i i am uh, i'm 33 yeah so yeah. 
No, which which doesn't seem like it should be a thing just on the face of it. I remember being in high school, you know, I used to hear all the all these older people talk about like, oh, I I used to be so young. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. You know, it's like now, now, now I'm going through that. It's like, oh yeah, it makes a little bit more sense to me. But uh yeah, it's a you know, sometimes sometimes it's it's like that. Yeah, I'm just like, man, I'm I'm 30 now. I'm like that old guy at the ballpark, you know. But but luckily there there are some there are some guys older than me that 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 still do this and you know they they enjoy the hobby and I think I think that's that's what it's about you know you know and so as long as you're having fun doing it yeah sometimes I can feel awkward you know going up to some double A guy who's you know. 19 20 years old and and ask him him for an autograph but but at, at the end of the day you know it's still it's still it still brings me you know enjoyment it still uh you know excites me you know the thrill of getting an autograph that never went away and i think that 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 that's a pretty cool thing and so i'm i'm gonna keep doing it until you know i guess i'm in a hover round or something you know, <laughs> until until the, they won't let me down at the at the steps of the ballpark anymore you know i guess i have to get somebody to carry me or something i don't know <laughs> so um i know you have a, a big road trip planned for 2022 with with my friend drew uh why don't you outline let people know what you guys are doing well, um, I'm just letting him plan it for the first thing because he is, you know, I, I'm sure as you will know, hyper meticulous <laughs> about about things like that. I call and him I mean, Mr. TTM because he is the best. No, oh, yeah, no, he is, uh, yeah, he he's something else, and so I'm just letting him. I'm just letting Drew be Drew right now, you know. And he's like, oh, we could go to one of seven games, and he's got it all scheduled out. And I'm just like, hey, man. Just tell me when to show up. I'll be there. You know, I, I love graphing. It's it's something that I do, and it, it you know it it gives me it gives me a, a lot of joy in my life. And so it's like I would I would do it. It's like you wake me up tomorrow. Let's go to a ball game. You know, it's like I'll do it anytime. And so so I, I'm kind of let letting him do the um, do do the planning <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I know that we're gonna try to do three weeks. It was supposed to be in Cleveland. We went to we went to Cleveland uh, in 2018, and that was that was super cool. I don't know if you have ever been to the IX. I was there. No, I was oh, there. I, was, I went to the I went to the national there. Yeah, yeah, and, and so so yeah, that was that was the first time I had been to the national, and I mean it was an eye opener, <laughs> you know. But before then, before then, I think the largest card show I'd ever been to was like I don't know maybe a hundred tables or something like that. But I mean that place is massive you know so so uh yeah i know we're doing three weeks uh on the on uh, the 2018 trip i did uh 400 cards that i got signed um in in the two weeks that we were there like just various places lexington birmingham uh you know akron uh that that sort of thing and so this year i don't know how or next year i don't know how many i'm going to try to do but i think we're going to try to go up you know the the east coast and i don't know what drew has has planned but but i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna be be excited to do it well i just saw the um the tops heritage minor league set just came out the new one just came out i think yesterday so mm -hmm. are you planning on picking up a box of those and is that you know i as far as just ripping things i i don't yeah. i i'm since i'm an autograph collector you know really first and foremost i don't I, I spend most of my time on the secondary market, you know, occasionally I'll rip, like generally I rip, uh, 
one box of pro debut. I really like pro debut, you know, minor leagues and getting that sort of thing. Uh, and so, so I, I may pick up a box. I'm not going to say I won't, but, uh, but generally speaking, I, I get most of my stuff off of sport lots. And I mean, for, for the grapher, you know, and if you're, you're going out there and you're, you're getting, you know, trying to get a few hundred cards. Like, I don't even know how many cards I took on that national trip for two weeks, but it was like, it had to be like a thousand. I had all these card cubes and I was like, wait, which team is this guy on? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, wait, did we see him yesterday? Are we seeing him tomorrow? I don't know what's happening, but, uh, but yeah. So what do you try to do? Do you try to get team sets for uh, the minor league teams that you're going to see and work from there? (laughs) Yeah, I, I do a lot of I do a lot of team sets. Um, I, I just like getting cards signed, and they all count, you know. And I and I like I like you know I like the you know it, it gives me something to chase, you know. And so so I, I like getting the the team sets and all of that, so I can uh, you know it, it makes me feel good if it's like man I got forty cards signed tonight, you know. And so you yep. get the team set, and so you get some guys who who. Um, you know, don't have cards otherwise. And so it kind of broadens your net because, uh, you know, I, the worst thing to me is if a guy comes through and I had an opportunity to get him, but he didn't have, you know, something at the time. And so, you know, for me to get him signed, uh, to get him to sign. So the worst thing that can happen is I don't get that guy, you know what I mean? And then he blows up and becomes a mega star and it's like well I, I should have got him you know and so I try really hard not to have that happen you know I, I like the experience and it's really cool uh looking back and being like oh yeah I used to get you know Michael Young, Mark Shera, Hank Blaylock, all those guys when they were you know when they were nobody you know we were outside Frisco getting Joey Gallo I don't know how many Joey Gallos I have but but uh but uh, yeah, him, Lewis Brinson, you know, and that that's part of the fun is looking back on it five years later and being like, wow, that guy's like a mega star now. And, you know, we, we used to see him when he was walking out with his food in hand out of a double A, <laughs> you know, double A ballpark. So you know. do you bring baseballs or some or a generic photo? So if a guy you don't have a, a card for to have them sign that or no? Um, I, I don't really do balls much anymore. I used to back in my very, you know early early day graphing you know when I when I didn't know what I was doing I used to walk around with like eight balls in each pocket and I was like clanging off the seats you know as I walked (laughs) by um but but yeah sometimes I'll I'll do photos and I know Drew does a lot of photos but uh my my background before I got into gymnastics was in graphic design and so sometimes I'll I'll do um I'll do like custom eight by tens yeah for them and uh and yeah so i so i dabble but but it's it's mostly cards these days yeah yeah. well aaron i I want to thank you for your time today why don't you let people know where they can find you on social media uh you know follow you on instagram and uh you know are you posting you posting your successes i you know i am uh, most of my social media goes towards my business which is gymnastics sports center uh in wichita falls but but, uh, you know, I, I do ha- have a personal, you know, Facebook page that I post all that stuff on. But I, I was just listening to uh, to the to the last uh, interview you had with Brian, right, the, the guy that's going around yeah. and ripping and all that kind of stuff. It kind of uh, kind of inspired me. So I, I think I, I think I might get something together and I'll uh, I'll uh, 
I might I might have a page here pretty soon. But before that, I just assumed that nobody cared what I was doing, and so I posted on my on my personal and and uh, so I'll, I'll have to get something together. Well, that's why I started the podcast because my family did not care at all, and as like, <laughs> I need to find I need to find people like me who love TTM and want to talk about TTMing. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, I'll, I'll I'll get something together and uh, and I'll I'll give it to Drew to pass on. If, but yeah, I mean it, it's funny because it's such a it's such a niche hobby that uh, that you know it's like yeah the normal people don't care you know who 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 you got back and so yeah it's cool to connect with the people who do and I I think uh, you know after after this experience and and uh, you know the last couple of years getting to go around and, and meet graphers and all that i think i want to do a little bit more of connecting with the hobby and yeah so, it's really uh, fun there's a lot there's a lot of good guys out there are you going to the dallas show this weekend i i'm not actually i've got a i've got a trunk or treat here at my gym and so i'm gonna dress up i'm gonna be a grew from despicable me and you know you gotta dress up for the kids <laughs> and all that kind of stuff so so that that's what I'll be doing, but I'll, I'll try to I'll try to make it down there at some point. And we get we are, we're in baseball off season. Um, are you do it? Does your TTMing pick up now because you can't do much in person stuff, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I I've been determined this year because uh, last year I was I was pretty upset because I only got like 500 cards, and that that is a pretty paltry showing for what I what what I normally do. And I mean for the entire year because I think I did one IP graphic last year uh, outing, and it was the Rangers have a caravan that always comes to Wichita Falls, and so I got like to Jose Trevino <laughs> and that was like my IP graphing for the entire year and so this year I've been like I got to get this together and I got to make time because I want to you know I I set certain goals for myself it kind of helps me you know keep myself centered within the hobby and it's like okay I gotta keep keep on it and uh and stuff like that so yeah it, it should be picking up here pretty pretty soon do you send out to spring training uh, MLB spring training you know, I, I did for a while and, uh, you know, it got it and it was fun for a while. And then, you know, sometimes it, it feels like you can, you know, you can spend a lot of money to not get a lot back. <laughs> you know, it's like, know. yeah, it's like, oh, I sent out a hundred, maybe I'll get 10, you know, it's like, well, that's, that's a, you know, interesting way to look at it. You know, you know, 90% of them are, you know, so, so I don't know, sometimes you get lucky. A lot of times I, I like to, you know, send the guys with a little bit more established track record, you know, than, than taking flyers on spring training. But, but you know, the, that that can be, you know, fun and exciting too. Very well, Aaron, thank you. We're talking with Aaron Lilton. Aaron is a TTM, an in-person uh, collector. He collects mostly baseball. He is in uh, located in the state of Texas. He has a gymnastics uh, training facility. Why don't you give a, a plug to your facility? All right. It's a gymnastics sports center. Uh, if you are interested in gymnastics and seeing a bunch of, you know, crazy flips and watching me, you know, hurl children through the air, then, uh, then you can follow us. Uh, we're on Facebook at GSE storm, uh, where you can search us gymnastics sports center storm and, uh, on Instagram at, uh, GSC storm WF and, uh, also on YouTube. So we got a lot of stuff going on. You want to give out your email address if people want to uh, reach out to you if they have any questions about TTM sure. and or go ahead. I'm sure uh, it is a underscore D 
underscore like dog uh my initials littleton l-i-t-t-l-e-t-o-n at yahoo.com and that was the email address i came up with when i was like 12 years old and i wanted to sound like like i was you know officially a grown-up now and so that's (laughs) that's 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 the one i've used ever since yeah my i still have mine from when i was uh when i first started working so I just, I just kept it. Doesn't mean anything to me now, but I still have the same email address that I use for, for a lot of my personal stuff. Not my TTM cast one though. So Aaron, I, I really it was a pleasure meeting you. Um, you know, best of luck uh, dealing with Drew. I have to deal with him every week, so yeah, <laughs> I, understand it, it, you what, I, I understand what you're what you got going to get going against you, but <laughs> he's a great guy, and uh, I'm glad we could we could meet up, and hopefully we'll uh, if nothing else we'll meet up at the national in atlantic city i look forward to it all right thank you thank you all right well that wraps up another edition of ttm cast your sports collectibles podcast where we talk ttm cards autographs collecting and a whole lot more and we even make some football picks and we have some nonsense and we have some we till we have stamp of approval and we just have fun we love we love talking gtm we love talking collecting and uh hopefully you enjoy our 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 time together um my name is jeff baker i have been your host for the program and I am just about out of breath, but, you know, because I have a co-host, Mr. Drew Pelto, we can pass it off to Drew. Exactly. Hey, that's been great once again being on the show here. Um, I'll give you a quick plug again. It's uh, dfwgrapher.com is all of my info. You can find uh, how to find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everything right through there as well. So go and check that as well. Do it from a computer, though. It doesn't show up quite so well on a phone, I've discovered. And then our friend Aaron Littleton, he he has a new Instagram account. He, he kind of started after we had our interview, but before we, we got to post it. So, uh, Drew, why don't you let people know where they can find Aaron on Instagram? Yeah, that was um, – scroll down a little bit here if you can. I, can, I got, There we go. Yeah, it was Aaron's Sports Card Explosion. There we go. Couldn't remember. I knew it had his name in there. I knew it had Explosion in there. I couldn't remember exactly in between, but it's Aaron's Sports Card Explosion is where you can find him at on Instagram. Yeah, go follow Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Sports Card Explosion. Again, I want to thank thank Aaron for joining us this week. Next week, we have uh, Bill Atkinson, who was a relief pitcher for the Montreal Expos from 1976 to 1979. Our next show will be Sunday, November 14th. Uh, Drew, anything else you want to add before we, we wrap it up? I think I've got pretty much everything covered hitting that, uh, unfortunately hitting that dead spot there where I have no in-person stuff coming up at all. So like Roger Tornsby said, I get to just, you know, sit by the window and stare outside and wait for the spring. All right. Well, guys, I'm heading out to the uh, Providence Comic-Con tomorrow. So I will, uh, I'll give you a report on that. Hopefully I'll get to meet Jerry Mathers and and Tony Dow and uh, get their autographs. And we're going to see if maybe we can get Tony Dow on the show because we've had Jerry Mathers on the show. So we'll see what we can do about that. Um, I want to thank you guys for hanging in there. Please, if you want to send feedback, comments, questions, send it to our email, which is ttmcast at yahoo.com. Or you can text us at 978-729-0662. We wish everyone a great week. Uh, Wishing everyone many happy returns. We'll see you next week.